Well, let's talk to a guy who's got the football and the basketball scene down pat. He is David Kenyon, Bleacher Reports, National College Football and College Basketball writer, joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. Thanks for joining us. And before we get going, please take 15 seconds up to maybe 60 seconds out to leave us a rating and a review. I know a lot of you haven't. And I would really appreciate it if you did. And I'll appreciate it so much that I will send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in return. If you leave that rating and review, send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And I will get that koozie in the mail for you. So thank you so much, guys, for doing that. It does mean the world to me. All right, David Kenyon, thanks for hopping on the show. Let's start with the basketball scene. When you look at this conference right now, is there a clear tier one and tier two? Can you argue there's a bit of a middle ground or is there an obvious split in this Big 12 basketball conference right now in the 2019-2020 season? I think it's fair to say that it's a very definite two, but if you want to make the case for three, I wouldn't have an argument with that. Baylor and Kansas, for sure, very clearly atop. West Virginia, you know, it's kind of an either-or um, them with, with them right now because you, you look at how they did against Kansas. Uh, close loss, you kind of take that okay. And then you've got another Kansas game coming up with two more against Baylor. Those are late enough that I, I know it's not ideal and, you know, you want the answers now. But West Virginia is still kind of proving itself of are they going to be at that level or just not quite and very much above the next tier. Mm -hmm. So David, when you look at the big 12 in general, and you can say this across college basketball, there's just, there's not that superstar, that super team this year. So for the big 12, I'm saying, okay, Baylor, Kansas, they can win a game, but they could probably lose almost any game as well. How does that stack up versus the other power five conferences? As you look across the college basketball landscape. I think, like you said, it's right on. There's there's just not that dominant team. Uh, Bill Self had said that pretty early in the season, too, that, look, uh, there's, there's no one singular team that's going to just be better than everybody else, and there's no question about it, which I think is pretty cool. I think it's fun. Um, we like the dominant teams, but... When we say anything can happen, you know, you, you do that every year because it's college basketball. But this is this is a different kind of anything can happen. <laughs> I, I think it's fun. Uh, <laughs> you see that all across the country. Um, you've got teams that, wow, they lost that game, or wow, they're struggling with that team. Uh, and so, I, I like I said, I'm, I'm just having fun watching this year. Well, a team that's not having a lot of fun in this conference right now, David, is, of course, the Texas Longhorns. Shaka Smart struggling there. Uh, you know, he's had a few years to get it right. It's not happening. He's recruited very well. As you look at it from a national perspective, where is Texas basketball right now? And where do you see this program heading in the next few months? I think it's really just a lot of little things that keep biting them, right? And you, you hope that the recruiting stays well. Um, you know Shaka Smart can sell the program, but... Man, it's tough when you're in a conference that always is going to have uh, those couple of really good teams. You can't make those constant little mistakes all the time. And, I mean, look, the, the recruiting right now, it's this particular moment, there's nothing. Yeah. So yeah. looking back into the past, you have the hope for it. But, man, you really got to uh, – 
have done exactly what you needed to with the previous classes because the future right now is certainly unsettled. Um, you just, you'd hope to see some sort of marquee win this year. You know, they got the one against Purdue earlier this year, and then that kind of looks good, and then it doesn't. And then they don't play particularly well against Baylor. They lose to Kansas. Now they drop another game to West Virginia where it's not even close. And it, you're not seeing the signs of progress that you want. Um, and so, so this year I don't see a whole lot of happy ending uh, happening. And, I'd like to think that it will improve in the future because I do believe Shaka Smart is a great coach, but they certainly have to show it more than us putting blind hope in it. Yeah, David Kenyon's joining us, National College Football and College Basketball writer at Bleacher Report. Great to have him on here for a few minutes. So, David, you know, you mentioned earlier West Virginia, and you put them, of course, in that top tier in this conference. Is there a dark horse that we are not talking enough about uh, when you look at what's happening, let's say with Texas Tech losing a tough game at Kentucky? Can they put it together for a second straight year? Or are you saying, okay, we've got Baylor, we've got uh, Kansas, and we've got West Virginia, and then I'm not quite sure what's going to happen in this conference. I think that's probably the the fair way to put it. I'm I'm not really sold on anybody else. I think if anybody else will do it, it is Texas Tech because the defense is just a a very strong defense, as we'd expect from Texas Tech. They can't shoot, though, and you're not going to win if you can't shoot. And uh, do they have the talent for that? Yes, and that's where I think – the the question is really going to head is how does that change does that change over the last part of the year because Kyler Edwards in particular just extremely inefficient this year uh, where you would have hoped to see more from him and then hopefully uh, if they get some more shooting here at the end of the season these close losses you know five points to Baylor uh, overtime to Kentucky a couple of other overtime games earlier this year you flip those results, and all of a sudden the, the team starts to look a lot better. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. David Kenyon's joining us, Bleach Report. David, let's talk some football with you here for a few minutes. Um, the Big 12 right now, two straight years that this conference has had a coach go to the NFL. Now, last year, maybe you say Cliff Kingsbury doesn't count because he got let go, and then the Cardinals hire him. Now you have Matt Rule going to the Carolina Panthers. Is there any reason for this happening two straight off seasons, or is it just totally random and luck of the draw, or is it something the Big 12 is doing? I think King Kingsbury is just such a special case because that's a that's a pretty dramatic fail upward. Yeah. Um, there's no questioning his, his offensive ability, and you saw uh, the value of what he brings with Kyler Murray at the end of the year. They they really started to get something going there, and, and I like it. Um, I. I think Kingsbury is better suited for um, a roster acquisition kind of scenario where he doesn't have to recruit everybody. You, you know, that the draft is such an equalizer. Um, so I think that is helpful to him. Um, and I think Matt Rule was always just going to go there um, at some point anyway. I feel like that was pretty, pretty much uh, a guarantee. At least, you know, it felt like that to me. But you look around the rest of the league, I think it's just that they have done a really good job with the coaches that are being hired. Matt Campbell, I would think he's going to be going to the NFL at some point, too, um, if if he doesn't go to a Big Ten program first. Um, he, he's coveted by lots of teams, uh, but he, he's just not willing to leave Iowa State for the wrong job. And um, Lincoln Riley will never not be in that conversation. Um, I think... The big thing is you just see the offense in the Big 12, and 
the the future of football always comes from a lower division, uh, a lower level. It starts in high school. It goes to college. All these uh, progressive things are late in the NFL. You don't often see them be ahead of the curve. It's usually a high school team that did it first. Hey, guys, it's Pete Mundo, and as we keep it rolling, we talk stats all the time on this show, right? And did you know that 85% of women think bad grooming is a major turnoff? 80% of women think men should manscape. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to their professional success. That's from Business Wire. Well, that's why we're proud that support for Heartland College Sports comes from Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. How about that play on words? You guys like that? That's why the revolutionary Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag in the place you don't want to nick or snag, right? It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. It's exactly what you're looking for, especially as you go for the uh, you know new year, new me here in 2020. So go get 20% off and free shipping with the code HEARTLAND20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping with the code HEARTLAND20 at manscaped.com. Join the other dudes helping themselves with Manscaped with a special offer just for our listeners, 20% off, free shipping at manscaped.com. That's very interesting. David Kenyon's joining us, Bleacher Report. So, you know, you mentioned some of the names here at the uh, coaching level that I want to touch base with you on. You mentioned Lincoln Riley. You mentioned Matt Campbell up at Iowa State. Uh, you know, Neil Brown's somebody who could be coveted. How does the Big 12, though, make sure that it doesn't just become that poaching ground for a Big Ten or SEC? I mean, you know, people are talking Neil Brown one day being an SEC coach. How does the Big 12 make sure it's not a poaching ground for the Big Ten and the SEC? Well, I, I would say there's no simple answer to that, and uh, I'm sure there's plenty of good ones. I think just my perspective They've got to compete better at a national level. I mean, you've seen Oklahoma go to the college football playoff several times now and just kind of get worked most mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. And so it is, at least this time, the SEC is, you know, just better. Clemson is just better. Those are better jobs um, as far as reaching the national championship. Now, there's something to be said for you. You can't be at the at the dance if you don't walk in the door, right? So Oklahoma's there. They're on the stage. It's not like the Big 12 is a bad conference. They're getting to the college football playoff. But they've really just got to be more competitive uh, when when the lights are the brightest, and we haven't seen that. Uh-huh. Uh, David, when you look at Oklahoma State, they get two somewhat surprising, well, one very, one somewhat surprising announcement this offseason with uh, Chuba Hubbard coming back at running back and then Tylen Wallace at wide receiver. Less surprising for him after the knee injury during the year. Oklahoma State, how much how much credibility should we give them as a potential uh, Big 12 champion contender and also maybe a dark horse for the playoff? You know, I would have loved – uh, the dark horse talk if Sean Gleason had stayed, but I, I, I could not believe when I saw that he he made the jump uh, from Oklahoma State to Rutgers. <laughs> he is so smart, he is so creative, and I thought they were going to do something really really cool in 2020. But man, his, his departure, I like Gundy a lot. You know, he gets eight nine win seasons, but I I just wonder if that was kind of his ceiling without somebody like Gleason providing a new perspective. Um, the 
schedule is just a little bit too unfriendly for me next year. The non-conference is easy, but at TCU, at Oklahoma, at Baylor, at Kansas State, those are, the TCU and Kansas State, you know, those are, those are kind of toss-up games, but if you get them on the road, those are really tough. And we haven't seen Oklahoma State win those games consistently. So it, it always seems like they're really good at home one year or they're really good on the road one year, but they're bad at the opposite. So I, I just don't think, despite the love I have for Hubbard and Wallace, I love watching Oklahoma State. They're so much fun. I just don't think that they're really at that level. They're probably a second-tier Big 12 team still. So now let's talk about a team that uh, obviously people are discussing their head coach. That's Texas and Tom Herman. Bad year. He blows up the staff. Does it feel to you, with Todd Orlando now heading the USC to be their defensive coordinator after Tom Herman fired the guy, how much does it feel to you, David, like that was just a cleaning house to basically give himself a fresh start and be able to point the finger versus actually doing what is best? And what does that mean for Tom Herman and what he has to do this year? I think it's one of those where he realizes the pressure that's on him, but he also recognizes that, look, Todd Orlando, it was not working out. Um, I know a lot of people have uh, had some dis- disappointment, really, with how he used the personnel last year. Injuries certainly did not help, but Texas is, the Texas defense was just not good last year, and after a year where it was just pretty mediocre too, it's time to make a change when he has the undeniable pressure on him. Um, Sam Ellinger's senior year, you have to win now or else what you're, you're saying 2021, well, we have a new quarterback, we've got to break him in, but it's your fifth year and people are a little anxious to see those wins happening. So I think he really had to do it. It's certainly a bit of a saving himself, but more than anything, I think it was just time for some changes. Well, we're being joined, of course, as we look at uh, Bleach Report and everything they have going on. David Kenyon is here, national college football and college basketball writer, does great work there. I've really been enjoying his stuff. So, David, before we let you go, Big 12 football, I know it's early, but uh, you know this conference, this part of the country, can't get enough of the recruiting cycle, the offseason, everything else. OU's got to be at the top. Uh, Who are you looking at as that team that is best set and best suited to compete with the Oklahoma Sooners and potentially knock them off that perch in 2020? Well, I I would say Texas, you know, they're always going to have that top recruiting class, but I would still think uh, Baylor is going to be the top competition. I, I think if you told me to pick somebody else right now, I would probably go with Oklahoma State. I just think it's going to be a very defined second tier next year where it's not as much of a fight toward the end of the year. Um, I'll stick with Baylor, um, assuming Charlie Brewer still continues to play. Um, but I could I could see myself uh, buying into Oklahoma State a little bit more, despite what I said earlier, just because of the talent they have. And if you win the right conference games, you can be the competition. I just think Oklahoma is so far ahead right now that, that I wouldn't go anywhere else. He's David Kenyon. Bleacher Report does great work on the college football and college basketball scene. David, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate you joining us and would love to do it again soon. You got it. Thanks so much for having me. David Kenyon, Bleacher Report, National College Football, College Basketball writer. Really have enjoyed his uh, stuff here lately. Appreciate his time. And guys, please uh, just take a minute. Leave us that rating. Leave us a review. Subscribe. You know, we are battling, by the way, against all these big national 
multimedia brands who are trying to knock us off the Big 12 podcast scene. We're not going to let it happen. And part of that is by your help, by you leaving us that rating and review. So that way we're right at the top of the rankings where we need to be in the podcast world. So leave us that rating review. It helps us out tremendously. And we'll send you a free koozie in return if you want it. Just send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And, of course, our friends at Manscaped. Use that promo code HEARTLAND20 for 20% off your order. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com.